Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, Leading with Influence and Impact as an Introverted Woman. And now this, uh, today I'm talking about situations where you may get overlooked or people associate stereotypical behaviours with you because you are a woman and because you are introverted. And what sparked this was this week um, on Twitter, an MP here in the UK tweeted a photo. And to me, that photo just spoke of sexism, racism, gender inequality, racial inequality. And it may have been, it may have been a totally innocent photo, but what my gripe is that somebody of that position should be more aware of the message that that would send out. So in the UK, we're currently um, going through a process of um, appointing a new prime minister. And there's a committee called the 1922 Committee who are sort of overseeing that process. Um, And, you know, a certain amount of people are selected and then the uh, members of parliament from the Conservative Party have to vote and it's been a process of elimination over a period of time. So anyway, they got down to the final three and then once the third person was eliminated, then the next two have to go to the wider membership of the Conservative Party. So this particular MP from the select committee, from the, sorry, 1922 committee, had posted an image, a photo on Twitter with a comment, something saying something like the results will be revealed at tea time. And he showed a photo of um, a group of white men who are probably fellow MPs, so there were five of them, holding a cup and saucer in their hand. And then there was a Asian woman with a teapot. Well, she, 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 she looked Asian. I'm not sure who she is because I, I haven't really looked into that. But she, with a, a woman who appeared to be Asian or of Asian appearance or looks, who had a teapot in her hand as if she was pouring out the tea to the men. Now... To me, that stinks of a lack of awareness of the gender and racial issues and challenges that many of us have been through for years, for centuries. And I even shared it on LinkedIn. I did a post about it on LinkedIn. And I said that, I said, you couldn't make it up for an MP from the 21st century to tweet this photo without any consideration as to the message it sends out, to me shows a total lack of understanding of issues relating to sexism and racism. Or maybe he lives in a bubble. To not be aware of those issues, maybe he lives in a bubble. And the comments, all very valid responses that people have been commenting, Things like, you know, it's the 1922 committee 
maybe that was how things were done back in that day. And that got me thinking about how often with introverted women, and sometimes it can be women sort of more generally as well, they can have certain stereotypes uh, or negative stereotypes uh, imposed on them by other people. And, and one in particular that is a bit of a, um, a gripe of mine is where introverted women, because they're not ones to shout out about their successes and achievements, get overlooked where their colleagues who may not necessarily have the, the experience as them, may not necessarily produce work to the standard that they do, will throw their toys out of their pram if they're not happy about something and they will get rewarded for it. Now you may have heard me talk previously about, if you're a regular listener that is, you may have heard me talk previously about a piece of research that was done um, which suggested that extroverts get more um, opportunities in the workplace because they are more visible about their performance. And this, you know, I find this is something which I see on a regular basis, introverted women who don't necessarily talk up about their successes and achievements or they are you know they they let their work speak for itself but it's not always the the case that your work will get noticed or your effort or your results will be valued and appreciated um and so that can be quite deflating if you're you know that you're you you're producing work of a standard of excellence and you're getting results you're making a difference you're making an impact but you don't even get the acknowledgement for it or you don't get the recognition for it and oftentimes I've seen where early experiences that have had an impact where women who are introverted and, and I've seen it with extroverted women as well where they have be made to feel that they shouldn't have been there or they didn't belong or that they weren't good enough. And as a result of that, that has stayed with them into adulthood and it's affected their self-belief. They doubt themselves and not think that they are good enough. So it, it could be, and I can give you some examples based on clients of mine. So, so one who was working in a very male-dominated field um, and was made to feel that she wasn't, that she shouldn't be there, that she should be there making the tea, she should be there making the coffee. And, and, and this is something that I've seen several times where uh, women in their early careers have been made to feel that they should be there to make the teas. And she had, you know, as, just as qualified as, as, the, as the men, just as she'd earned her seat at the table, but was just made to feel that because it was a, a male-dominated field, and we're going back a few years now, um, and I know there have been a lot of changes since, but these things do still exist. And as a result, she felt that she couldn't speak up, she couldn't get her voice heard in the way that she would like. So oftentimes... 
She wouldn't say what was on her mind. And then she would see colleagues steal her ideas or take her ideas and, and present them as, a, as her own. And this can uh, have an effect where it just makes you feel anxious about what is going on, but yet you're not, you don't want to do something about it until it gets to a sort of a point where you think enough is enough and then you either explode, you leave the organisation, or you, and when I say explode, I mean you just let loose and let people know that you're not happy, but um, do it in a way, in a, an emotional way. And, or like I said, or you leave, or you recognise that you want that support, someone that can support you through that. You recognise that it is an issue and it's impacting on you. And so you want support to um, be able to manage situations like that. And uh, another client, she her her thing was um, when it came to speaking up in meetings, in the board meetings, um, as a woman, as a black woman, um, not speaking up because she felt that she she wasn't good enough. Imposter syndrome had reared its head, um, and, and you know we were able to recognise where this came from in the early days of her career um, as the only black woman around the table. She would often be made to feel like she shouldn't be there. And then over time that just chipped away at her self-belief. And so uh, she, she wanted to go for promotion, but she knew that she would have to be more visible, she would have to do more speaking, more public speaking. Um, and that was what was causing her that fear of making that change or taking that step, taking that leap up. And so, but the thing is, she was um, the chair of a large national committee, um, charity. She was the chair of the board and she would chair board meetings, she would speak at conferences representing the organisation, representing the charity. But yet when it came to her day job that she was paid for, the charity work was voluntary, um, when it came to the, her day job that she was paid for, it was a challenge. And this was all tied into her self-worth and how she um, saw herself, what she was worth, what she, was, she believed, because she was getting paid a, a decent salary um, whereas the, the charity work, that was a voluntary basis. So there was no monetary value placed on that. So, you know, she had issues around scarcity, around her money not sort of being available. And, the, and that kind of stemmed from her childhood as well. I know she wasn't, she came from very sort of humble, back, uh, humble beginnings. And once she recognised that, you know, she's she's a, a child, she, you know, she never really kind of connected the dots. She was able to stand up in conferences full of people to talk on behalf of the charity. But yet when it came to standing up and speaking in front of the group of white men, she would go to pieces. Um, 
but recognizing that um, and the reason where, why she was experiencing that, where that came from, she that helped her to change how she uh, felt about herself and recognizing that she was good enough. And also that, you know, this occurred, say, 20, I think about 20 years or so ago, that that behavior was sexist and racist. And now she was a lot more confident in terms of the experience that she had under her belt. She wasn't just starting out in her career. She wasn't just starting out sort of naive. And she could stand up and speak for herself and assert herself um, in, in those situations. And then there was another situation where uh, somebody who had seen colleagues who are they're less experienced less qualified get ahead because they threw their toys out of the pram and now as i mentioned earlier as in as introverted women is you may not feel like that is you because that is just goes against who you are you're not that kind of person to to you know, if you don't get your own way to sort of have a hissy fit, as some people would call it, and throw your toys out of the pram, threaten this and threaten that till you get what you want. But then what happens is, because you don't speak up about it or you don't say, you know, how it's bothering you that you're not getting that recognition, you're not getting that appreciation, you will go unheard, you can go unseen. And you may have heard me talk about tiara syndrome before, and that's where uh, something which is a, a phenomenon which has been seen in women, whereby they they think that their work will speak for itself and they'll get the recognition and the reward without having to blow their own trumpet. But unfortunately, in the noisy environments that we're working, and when I say noisy, I mean... Um, a lot of sort of white noise, a lot of people talking about this and talking about that, what they've done and their achievements and so forth. That so you may need to find ways in which to get your voice heard, get that recognition and get what you rightly deserve. You don't have to throw your toys out of the pram in order to do it, but it's finding ways to do it which feel comfortable to you. And it's something that you know, I can re I can really relate to. Um, sort, of, sort of, if I take myself back, sort of 13, 14, no, maybe 15, 14 years ago, when I was a leader, senior leader in an organisation. And, you know, I wasn't one to sort of big up myself, so to speak. And I would often get told by my manager, oh, you need to talk more about what you're doing and your achievements and so forth. And I... I, I used to think, well, that's just not me. And I, I would hear colleagues doing that. And I remember sort of one particular time, my group was going through a very challenging time, very, very challenging time. And um, we'd, we'd had some big changes. We'd had a new IT system throughout the, the different um, locations. We'd um, had high maternity leave, so we'd had high number, higher than normal number of people across the group on maternity leave. But because there were 
uh, restraints on the budget, we weren't allowed to recruit. I wasn't allowed to recruit because the freeze had been put on recruitment. So I wasn't allowed to, to fill those positions temporarily. And so we were carrying a lot of vacancies and performance took a hit. And I, not being, back then, not being the sort of person that would have thrown my toys out of the plan, trying to uh, get, make noise about the situation and demanding that I get this and I get that. I just got on with it, with my leaders, trying to do the best that we could within the situation that we were trying to maintain that performance that we could, the best performance that we could under the circumstances. But I got penalised for it. Um, and, you know, it just really made me think that because I don't throw my toys out of the trap, I was being misunderstood. And I even had a colleague say, uh, complain about me to say that um, I wasn't, that I didn't care. And thankfully, my line manager knew me and knew me well. I knew that that wasn't the case because she knew that I very much cared about it. But, you know, it was, if it wasn't for my 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 manager, my line manager, defending me in that way, the perception would have been that, well, you know, the Carol's group is having, is, is having challenges and um, she's not doing anything about it, she doesn't care. But thankfully, like I said, my manager was able to vouch for me in that way. And you might find that you're in similar situations because you're not being vocal about what the problem is or what the challenges are, people will make uh, assumptions and they may not necessarily be correct. And one particular client had seen colleagues who weren't happy with things, they wanted promotions and it wasn't happening, so they would throw their their toys out of the pram. And the thing is, she'd been there for the longest, had the most experience, um, and was also the oldest and a woman. And so she felt as if she was invisible. And that's something that we often hear when women get to a certain age. It's like they become invisible in the workplace. And that's probably a podcast for another day to talk about invisible women in the workplace and the impact that that has and how that comes about. So but with this particular client, it was the case that colleagues who had thrown their toys out of the pram had got these promotions. Whereas she hadn't she'd sort of taken on a big massive project and on in addition to what her job was and had sort of delivered on time in budget exceeding her own expectations with it but wasn't getting the or didn't feel that she was getting the appreciation for what she had done and so she recognized that that she had to do something about it you know if she wanted to to get to that next level, she needed to do something about it. She needed to be more visible. She needed to be more vocal about her successes, her achievements and what she was doing and not to let people put her in a box or think that because she's introverted that 
okay, she, she's just quiet or whatever misconceptions that people apply to people who are introverted because there are many misconceptions about what introversion is. So don't let people limit you because you don't throw your toys out of the pram. And, you know, you don't have to throw your toys out of the pram like a spoiled child or like a um, defiant child. You don't have to do that. But you do need to be assertive if you are going to be heard, if you are going to be taken seriously, if you are going to um, let people show you that appreciation and that, that they value what you do because that's not necessarily going to come automatically. So assert yourself. Make sure that you're not letting uh, microaggressions or innuendos or labels limit you and keep you from becoming all that you can be and who that you can be. Because when, when, when you are in environments which limit you or put you in a box, label you, 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 those labels can stick and it can be years before you're able to shake off those labels or it might only be when you go into a different environment which is much more supportive and which is more encouraging like one client that I had who was in an environment which was a very toxic environment um, there was a lot of bullying and harassment going on um, and it had a very negative impact on their resilience levels. And but moving into a different environment, it was a total change, a more supportive, an environment that was more encouraging, a more empowering environment. And, and it, having the right people at the top can make a big difference. You know, if you've got a... a you know, if you're, no matter what grade you are, no matter what position you are or what level you are in the organisation, if those who are leading you don't necessarily empower, help to empower you or though they don't necessarily encourage your development or they put that lid on the box so that you can't get out or you can't climb any further, then that is going to have an impact if you stay in that environment for too long. And so if you if you face microaggressions where people are making these comments or or even necessarily not making comments, but their behaviour is showing that they are limiting you in your way, stand up for yourself um, and, and and challenge microaggressions and discriminatory behaviours and practice and choose which battles to fight there's some battles that are just not worth fighting because they're going to deplete your energy they're going to drain your energy um, and so you need to decide what battles are worth fighting and when I say fighting I don't mean that you're going to roll up your sleeves and come out all fists blazing but just in terms of those that you're going to challenge because you may find in certain environments, I've had clients that have been in very toxic environments um, and they've tried to challenge them and it's worn them down because they've just not, you know, it's like every time 
they sort of lift themselves up, they get pushed back down. And over time, that can take its toll and it can be exhausting and it can be draining. It can chip away your self-belief and your confidence. And so if you find that you're in a, an environment that is like that, a toxic environment, that you know that no matter how many times you challenge the system, no matter how many times you stand up and defend yourself or colleagues or your teams, and you know that it's just constantly hitting a big wall, then think about whether it's time for you to move on. And I know that may not necessarily be practical because there's a lot of people who are uh, we're hearing so much about layoffs, organisations, laying people off. And so you, you might think that this isn't a good time to make a leap, make, make a, uh, go for something else. But, you know, even though we are going through what we're going through and we're seeing, hearing so many announcements of people being laid off, that there's always opportunities. You will always find opportunities. And it may be that you have to do something different or think, think, think differently about what it is that you can do. And I, uh, as a leader, I got, I think it was, I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe four of my promotions as a result of organisational change. The organisation went through restructuring or um, reducing headcounts head at that level, which opened up new opportunities because they, they changed roles. And I got, let me see, yeah, four promotions as a result of organisational change. But it's about being open to see those opportunities because if your mind is closed in terms of you're just fearful and worrying about what's going to happen or uh, you can't leave this because there's, there's just so much going on out there then you're not going to be able to think rationally and see clearly and see those opportunities so think about well what could be ask yourself questions that challenge your thinking that get you thinking about well what could be or how could you do something rather than just closing the door and limiting yourself saying i've got to stick in this environment i've got to stay look at what you can do explore opportunities what ask yourself what opportunities could be out there for me it could be a time for you to do something totally different something that you're more passionate about think about what are those opportunities that could be out there and how can you make that transition into an environment that where you feel appreciated and you feel valued. Or if you feel that, yes, you're going to take on this battle, you're going to challenge, then do so. Get the support that you need from the right, um, you know, whether it's your trade union, whether it's a peer support group, whether it's HR, get the support that you need so that, you know, you're not, taken on this battle on your own and you know if you find that you are being put into this box or being labeled or being treated 
in a, in a way that she's considered sexist or racist or, uh, I'll have to have a word for introvert, introvertist, <laughs> then, you know, do something about it, speak up about it. And I, and I would say as well, as you continue to progress in your career, look out for those that are coming up behind you and hold out a hand to those that are coming behind you, those young women, those introverted women that are just entering into the workplace who are facing all what you went through and maybe even more because they've got the added pressure of everything is on show. We live in a, what I call, Instagram world where everything is on show. So be mentors, give them that guidance, give them that hand up as well. Don't be somebody who gets to the top and then just closes the door behind them, pulls up the ladder behind them, not letting other women get up. Be somebody who brings up other women up behind you because that way, that is how we will be able to be a force for change. So thank you for listening. And if you are wanting to increase your confidence, influence and impact, then go to my website, aboundingsolutions.com. There's a assessment, free assessment on there that you can complete that will give you ideas about areas that you can focus on. And if you're not a member of my High Achieving Introverted Women Facebook group, then do find us on Facebook, um, High Achieving Introverted Women Facebook group. And I am thinking about maybe closing the group down. Um, and I, for those of you that listen that are in the group, I will sort of share posts as to why this is over the, the coming weeks. Um, yeah, but I mean, I will still be on LinkedIn, active on LinkedIn. So, you know, I'll still be around. Anyway, thank you for listening. Until the next time, bye.